Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Solutions Watch. And this week on the D program, we're going to be picking up on a topic that I first, well, not first broached, but broached in the greatest degree of detail over two years ago on the Propaganda Watch series, where we were specifically looking at the question of positive propaganda. Is it possible? And that question arose at that time specifically in the context of a video that was uh, being posted in the Corporate Report comment section at that time and making the rounds on Twitter and elsewhere, specifically the Cancer Schmancer Be the Change Sizzle, which was an attempt to put together one of those corporate poppy feel-goody kind of propaganda videos that we have become all too common, especially when celebrities get together to raise funds for this or that cause, but in the service of an actually worthy cause, not in line with big pharma and big food and all of these industrial uh, uh, lobbies, but in the service of actual human health, which is particularly interesting in the context of the last year and a half, uh, specifically talking about the toxins and pesticides and chemicals and genetically modified organisms that are increasingly find, finding their way into our environment and our food supply, and specifically the effect that they are having on our developing children's bodies, on their susceptibility to cancer, etc. And so I did uh, introduce that uh, in that Propaganda Watch episode a couple of years ago, and did broach the conversation at that time. Is it possible to use the propagandistic techniques and to use propaganda uh, in a positive sense to spread information about important matters? I've broached this subject here on Propaganda Watch and on my other work over the years, but it is a question that I keep coming back to. Is there such a thing as positive propaganda. I've talked about the ways that manipulators and social engineers, would-be social engineers, have for at least a century now studied in precise detail how to manipulate humans' emotional responses and their non-rational uh, limbic brain system in order to provoke them towards this behavior or towards that opinion. So can and should we be using similar methods to provoke people in a more positive direction? So I think it's time to reintroduce this conversation, and this time not in the context of Propaganda Watch, but in the context of Solutions Watch, and not looking or thinking about it in a theoretical way, but looking at ways that people, activists, not waiting to take orders from headquarters, are already out there trying to shape and change the public conversation uh, for the better by using antiganda. Let's just use that term. I'm sure it's been used before, and I'm sure it's associated with movements and things that I'm not necessarily meaning to associate this with, but I'm using that term advisedly specifically because I, I'm sure there are many examples of the, this, especially during this COVID hysteria era, but one that uh, immediately springs to mind and, and to my attention via my inbox uh, was Cherry B, uh, an activist who is posting her work to Twitter under the Antiganda hashtag and if you do follow that hashtag or look at the uh, Cherry Bee Twitter account, you will see examples uh, precisely of this type of positive propaganda, specifically in this case, taking the form of stickers or leaflets or things that can be printed out and posted up around town. And there is even a link there at um, of the pinned tweet at the top of Cherry B's account there is a link to a download of the open source files, print ready so that you can print them off and start plastering them around your area. And I did hear 
from Cherry B uh, recently, where, who wrote that uh, back in August of last year, I designed and had 30,000 stickers printed and sent out around the world, mostly to the UK, but also Australia, uh, USA, Canada, Ireland, and Belgium, for example. To my knowledge, they were the first of many resistance stickers in the UK. So hats off to Cherry B for getting up, getting out there, doing something, inserting herself into the conversation and in an interesting way. And I'll get Brock to show some of the examples of these, not only the stickers themselves or the posters, but how they are being affixed to various objects and recontextualizing things out there in the public space in the UK and elsewhere. Excellent. Great. Okay. It's, it's, Obviously, like everything else I discuss on Solutions Watch, this is not the silver bullet that's going to solve everything, but it, at the very least, can be a conversation starter, and it could be the thing that starts someone thinking about the situation in a different way. So hats off to everyone out there who is attempting to do this. And as I say, I'm sure there are many examples of people out there trying to do this. And uh, just off the top of my head, one that should be, I think, obvious to any Corbett Report devotees. Uh, of course, Ernest Hancock, who I talk to every Wednesday slash Thursday, depending on what side of the dateline you're on, uh, on Declare Your Independence. And we've talked before, for example, about his effort that he's ongoing uh, is ongoing right now to um, to not only make signs and put them up as he travels across the USA in his love bus, <laughs> uh, but also to teach activists how to do that, how to design and how to um, print massive amounts of signs and how to uh, put them up effectively. Uh, he's doing that uh, wherever he goes, the Johnny Appleseed, <laughs> spreading these ideas around. And he should know a thing or two about that, having been the person who designed the, the famous Lovolution uh, logo for the Ron Paul 2008 Lovolution um, that Russell Brand later tried to copyright, <laughs> interestingly enough. Um, but yeah, so he, he is doing that type of activism and spreading those messages around in the US. And I think with some really thought-provoking signs. Uh, the White Rose is another one that I'm sure will be familiar to a lot of people in the audience. You're probably seeing, if not their Telegram group, which as far as I'm aware is the only place that their work is congregated and available and you have to go and join Telegram to, uh, to be part of the White Rose group, which I'm not going to do. I will put in, as an aside, a link to Luke Smith's recent video, uh, don't use Telegram, don't use Telegram, don't use Telegram, don't use Telegram, don't use Telegram. I'll let you guess what that video is about. Um, but at any rate, they are spreading this information in a similar anti-Gandistic way um, with some thought-provoking images and providing other ideas about how people can activate and start inserting themselves into public conversations. Uh, there is also another Twitter account, the Think Twitter account, that is similarly spreading these types of anti-Ganda messages, these times in the form of stark text messages in bright colors that can, again, be downloaded, printed off, and posted up on various surfaces in your local area. So there are many people out there that are trying to do this, and I think some of these images and some of these, uh, just the, the statements and things are quite brilliant and well-constructed and designed to get people thinking, which I think really is the only hope we have left. To the extent that critical faculties still exist on this planet, they need to be activated, engaged, and those muscles, those brain muscles flexed at this particular time because it does not get any easier from here. The people who have been indoctrinated by the COVID cult conditioning are very far under the spell by this point. 
and it's getting harder and harder to reach those people. I've talked about it before. We're at the, the forking of the path. And if people continue to go along into the biosecurity state and everything that's coming along with it, uh, they will at some point lose their humanity. If you don't know what I'm referring to there, you can see my recent coverage of uh, bi exploring biodigital convergence and other signs that we are moving closer and closer to the end of the human species. The last thing that we have left is our critical faculties. They need to be activated. And once again, this is no silver bullet. It's not going to change the world overnight. But this is something that you can actually physically do to start changing the conversation in your local area and hopefully provoking some thought and maybe even generating some discussion amongst people uh, in your area. So anyway, I will leave the resources, of course, to all of these ideas in the show notes for this edition of Solutions Watch. But as always, I invite the participation of everyone out there. If you know of any other good resources along these lines, uh, please do leave them in the comments or show notes. And also, don't wait for orders from headquarters. Take your cue from activists like Cherry B and others who self-activate and just decide to go out there and do it because you have a good idea. Please do that. And if you have a way of sharing that with others, then of course, share it, spread it, let other people copy your work if, uh, if, uh, if that's the way to activate people. So anyway, I just wanted to highlight this particular idea today and uh, we'll use the name Antiganda for the purposes of this video, but I think you understand the deeper meaning of what this is about and how it can be used. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing what other examples of this you guys can dig up. And until uh, next time we speak, I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com.